Bienvenidos, everyone, to this lovely podcast. Oh my gosh, we're doing languages again? Okay. Bienvenido. <laughs> I don't know. That's just how I felt, like, reading our audience. Yeah, I feel I'm such a silly pants because I'm like, we're doing languages again as if English isn't a language. <laughs> so what do we do, Dom, every day? <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I feel very, I guess I would say Zen. Is that the word that the yogis would use? Oh my goodness. I'm Dime. <laughs> okay. So a little background information for everyone. One of our coworkers, he is actually a certified yoga instructor. And so every Wednesdays, we're recording on a Wednesday today. And so every Wednesday, he teaches a yoga class for everyone at work, and it's free. What better than that? But I guess, like, you know, it's not like a mandatory thing for work or anything like that. It's optional. So uh, I guess everyone had plans for tonight. And so basically, it was just like a private lesson. So was it only you and... um our colleague's name is Peter. So yes. Lions, I guess we'll do a little mini, mini shout out <laughs> for anyone who is interested. Uh, check out Peter Lions Yoga on Instagram. Yep. Um, so it was just you and Peter? Yes, it was. Oh, that is insane. That sounds amazing. Right? That is like peak rich white lady. <laughs> I felt I'm so jealous. I am jealous. It was amazing because obviously when there are like other people there, he has to kind of like make sure that he covers everyone's problem areas. Mm-hmm. So this time it was like, no, let's just focus on Karen, which was amazing. Of course, because that's what you love. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really nice. We tried some new poses. I got a really, really good stretch in like my back, my hips. Loved it. Um, I felt like I had stretched every single part of my body. I am. Mm-hmm. You're really stretching the jealousy muscle right now. <laughs> well, that's what happens. We're working from home. Okay, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> A very nice perk, which is working from home. You just turned into a negative. <laughs> so I I really enjoyed it I I loved it so for everyone out there that you know hasn't tried yoga I really recommend it especially if you're the type of person that sits for long periods of times I highly recommend it wow I am going to try to finesse a free class free one-on-one class with Peter (laughs) good luck on that Letting you know ahead of time, you're not invited. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that was like uh, a really nice highlight on my week. I don't know. Don't you just have those days where sometimes you love your job and other times where you just hate it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I feel like for the past days, it's been like that. It's just been like, oh, my God. What now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this this one-on-one session really helped out. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That is, um, of course, like, self-care is a lot more than just, like, um, you know, doing yoga and things like that. But I feel like the way that you've been able to utilize it, like, you understood that you were starting to feel very worn out. So, like, you made a very intentional, like, um, plan yes. to dedicate to doing yoga. And I think that is the self-care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. people are like, Oh, self-care is like, um, a glass of wine and bubble baths and like that's self-care. And like, that can be a way that's like a tool that you use to relax. But like the self-care part is like, literally you are putting yourself first and making very all like intentional movements so that like your well-being exactly taken care of yes yeah 
So I'm really happy that I did that. I mean, and I usually try to make it to all the classes unless I have like, um, cause you know, sometimes we work with people that are in LA. So the time difference sometimes gets in the way. Cause sometimes not like that often calls are scheduled when it's like 3 PM in LA and it's 6 PM here. So on those like rare occasions is when I miss it. But I always, always like think when I, whenever I want to work from home, I'm like, okay, I have to do it any day except for Wednesday because I want to be there to take advantage of the free class. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, this is why I'm so jealous you're reaching your peak white lady status because you're doing it at a very, in a very ethical way not exploitation <laughs> and like for free. But you see, this is the problem though, that then I get accustomed to these things. And then <laughs> I don't know if I've shared this with everyone else, but in past episodes, we had mentioned about how I went I had a membership to this fancy gym that had a sauna, that had a pool, it had a hot tub, and it was just a lovely. And there were days where I went to the gym after work and I was just not really feeling like going on the treadmill or on the Stairmaster or anything. So I just went and kind of had like my own little spa day. But the reason why I was able to afford that gym is because they had some kind of deal with the company that we worked at. And recently there were some changes. That partnership ended because there were changes in the company, our company. So now they have a a deal with another gym, which is way more bougie. And I could not justify the amount So I just had to let go of my other gym because obviously since the deal, the partnership was off, you know, they were going to basically charge us like regular prices, even though they still kind of said it was an offer. I did the math and it wasn't that much of a difference. No, not at all. Yeah. So then I just, I really, really had a hard time letting go of, of it. And sometimes I walk past there and I'm just like, oh, steam room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I got over it and I'm like, okay, I can use my money in other places. Like, through no. Huh? Thrifting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we know where you were going with this. We're not brand new. So then I was like, okay, I had to let go of the fancy gym. I had a hard time with it, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe later on I'll be able to afford it and I'm okay with it. So there you go. It's like I'm being pampered and then all of a sudden it's like taken away from me. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know how you, you feel. I know what you mean though by like getting very used to it um not because I'm not I'm the opposite of you at the gym which I feel like for our listeners listening they would be like wait how is Karen treating it like a spa and she's very being very pampered at a gym when I am a literal suburban princess. You are, but I feel like <laughs> when it comes to the gym, you actually go to it to do what it's meant for. Yes. Versus me, I'm just like, oh, spa day. Right, I know. But I think like you, yeah, I think our self-cares are just different. Like your self-care, and this is something interesting that maybe we can look into is like, kind of like there are different personality types and there's like different like self-care types. Yeah. And I feel like yours is very um, holistic and wellness driven. Mm-hmm. And mine is like, I just need to sleep. <laughs> oh yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, sometimes when you tell me how much you slept, I'm just like, how, how does she do that? <laughs> Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I love a good nap. You know, I always try to squeeze in a nap, but I could never sleep like straight as the way that you do. You just like wake up, eat, then all of a sudden you're back to sleep. And it's just like a whole day of sleeping besides the night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like. And this is probably not going to be sustainable, especially the older I get. And like, you know, if I have children, um, 
<laughs> I'm just like, okay, well, not that I even like won't sleep, but it's like during the weekdays, I tend to sleep a little less. And then when it's time to recharge, I guess that's when I feel like I recuperated so many lost sleep points and I'm just like, I'm turning them in now. And yeah, <laughs> you really do that. You just like, you're charging up on sleep. Yeah. Yep. Which is not sustainable. For, I'm pretty sure it's not. But you know, you don't, you do not know me in undergrad. I was a little monster. Um, <laughs> I used to go like two to three days with very little sleep or like I would pull all nighters. Yikes. Yeah. And so I use this as a sign of growth because I can't sleep past, like I cannot stay up past like I have a very hard marker with my body now and it's like 1am. Right. So like once it's 1am, like my body is like, I don't care. You keep doing what you got to do, but we're turning this thing off. (laughs) (laughs) So I think this might be a sign of growth. So maybe like in another two or three years or like when I hit my thirties, I'll have like a probably healthier sleep schedule. Fingers crossed. I guess, yeah, probably. I probably will be like you. I mean, I don't know. I don't fall like asleep that quickly, but I because you have a very healthy like sleep schedule or cycle. Yeah, I usually try to keep it consistent, and yeah. then whenever I don't, I just feel like I have sleep debt. Yeah, but that's the term for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> But even when I was in college, I never pulled an all-nighter. I guess, like, the latest I would fall asleep would probably be, like, 1 Mm a.m. And that's only because I knew that the next day I would be able to wake up around, like, either 10 or 11 because my classes started at 2.30. Yeah. But I always made sure that I got enough sleep, especially when I was in college. Yeah. See, no, I was a monster. (laughs) I don't know how I made it out alive. (laughs) we should probably do um an episode where we compare undergrad experiences oh yeah compare overall um general like educational experiences like public versus private right but like not even talking about like the value garnered from education just like our lifestyles as undergrads that would be a good comparison i'm certain I, we would have, we have lovely listeners who probably don't judge us, but I'm certain <laughs> this one episode, there's going to be some side-eyeing of my, my old habits. <laughs> and I'm actually writing it down right now that that's an episode we need to record. Yeah. But what is this episode? Yeah, so this is like an episode that we had planned probably like a while ago. Mm-hmm. And now is when we're getting to it. Yeah, I mean, because Karen's on her rich white lady, um, <laughs> you know, her mission. <laughs> but, but Karen would be fair and equitable and share her wealth. So yes, I would. <laughs> yeah, That's why I'm, I'm confident that. And I will also help you in your pursuit. Oh, thank you. Of course. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about two of our favorite shows. And we figured that this would be a perfect time for it because I guess it's wedding season, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like wedding and engagement season. Okay. It's engagement season, definitely, (laughs) on my social feeds. Oh, you see, not on mine. Oh, well, no, actually, I've been seeing more of, like, friends giving birth now uh, that I think about it. And, like, um, what do they call it now? The oh, gender, gender no. reveal. Yes, gender reveal parties. Mm-hmm. So I've been seeing more of that versus weddings or engagements. Mm-hmm. But we are talking today about two very anticipated weddings that happened Mm -hmm. one being 
obviously, Jim and Pam from The Office. Uh-huh. And the second one, Ben and Leslie from Parks and Rec. Yes. And also, we're going to use, like, a little system to grade them. <laughs> I'm not sure uh, the listeners. How rude. I mean, we should just end the recording now. Yeah, I was. No, I'm prepared, but I was not prepared to grade them. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I, I guess we, we can just cover upon, like, these four things, which is the dress, the venue, the food, and the overall experience. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not complaining i'm just like oh wow i gotta grade people now (laughs) so this is you guys are really gonna get my unfiltered (laughs) analysis and the reason why we're doing this is because i'm not sure for the listeners out there if anyone ever watched this show on tlc which is called four weddings and the concept of this show was that it was four strangers basically females and they participated in the show and then the rest of the future brides would attend each other's weddings and then rate them in the categories that we mentioned and then whoever got the highest score they would win a honeymoon to like this amazing destination so kind of like that's where we got inspired from and Dom, which one do you want to start off with? Ooh, um, let's let's start off with the office. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I feel like the office was first, um, and it's by the same people too. I mean, oh, that's right. Who watch either show or like people who follow me know or or just like understand that universe know that it's like the same producers. <laughs> um and like yeah the office is like kind of um it's a workplace sitcom as well and precursor so yeah let's start with the office I feel like it's only honorable to to do so okay Mm -hmm. do you want to start off or do you want me to leave this I do have a couple of notes yeah I was saying before off air because I was alerted I was not alerted about the grading system but I was alerted about the notes so (laughs) I hope everyone's listening to um how uh this uh is rigged already (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah so I I heard about the notes and I was like I'm a little nervous but um I prepared for this during the week. I watched both episodes. I actually watched them twice to make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay. You leave. but you are prepared. <laughs> so I'm going to start off. Yeah. And talking about the dress, I have to say that Pam's dress was just like meh. Yep. Right? Right off the bat, Pam's dress was not. <laughs> impressionable at all although in the episode she did mention that that was not the dress that she had planned on wearing simply because she was pregnant already right so i guess like some changes had to be made but even then i feel like her her original dress wouldn't wow everyone i just feel like it what that's not pam's style you know I feel like Pam's style is to not wow people. (laughs) (laughs) That is her style. Okay. So, yeah. So, I think whether it was, like, the original dress or the one she wore, it it did not have the wow factor. (laughs) No. So, obviously, if we had to rate this dress from a one through five dom, Oh, it would be a two. <laughs> For me, it would be a one. Oh, wow. we are harsh. <laughs> I just, I just did not like it at all. I was just like, what? What is that? <laughs> okay. So then, um, talking about the venue, what did you think about the location wedding? My real my feelings about this episode are really gonna come out. Um, <laughs> I I didn't like it. Why? And so I think this is like 
different from what people would expect of me um, because I hate most things that are summer related Mm -hmm. and that includes the beach but if you're going to do a destination wedding I would want it to be something scenic and I don't think Niagara Falls is that scenic Unless you get close enough to it and then you're like wrenching oh. your entire wedding party. True. I see your point. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, because they did have the wedding at a church, so it didn't matter where it was. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I see your point. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I hate all things summer, but like if you're going to have a destination wedding and you want water included, go to the beach. So, like, actually go for it. Yeah, go for it. Like, don't go to Niagara Falls. Go <laughs> to a beach. Go to another place where there's a body of water where there's tons of weddings always happening. Uh, I see. Yeah. So, one through five, what would you give it? I would give it a three, though. I would give it a three for the venue. Okay. I actually have to agree with you on a three because I did like that whole aspect of being in Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, afterwards, you she did take her guests there, mm-hmm. but it would have given, I would have given it a five if the wedding would have been like close by where you could see it kind of like Niagara Falls being the, the background. Yeah. So I also give it a three. Mm-hmm. And then do you remember what the food was? I guess it was just like the basic wedding food, you know? I mean, it's Pam and Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I guess, like, for food, I, I don't, we're not really going to get into it because even they didn't even show that much of the food. Yeah. But I guess I would give it a two. I would give it a two as well. Okay. Yeah. You know, basic wedding food. Yeah. And then what about for overall experience? What, how would you have felt if you were at that wedding? So here's the thing. I feel like that would have been dependent on... Um, who I was placed with, because if I was at that wedding with either Dwight or Michael, it would have been so amazing to me because the, like when we follow those two storylines, it's messy. (laughs) (laughs) So drama filled. (laughs) And then it's like a little scandalous with Dwight and hooking up with a cousin. Oh yes. So I'm just like that. That's a, that's a party. That's a three-day party. <laughs> and that were like, if those are who I'm hanging out with, heck yeah, it actually wouldn't even matter if it was like, you know, in Scranton or Niagara Falls. It's like I am away with like people who entertain me and I find very enjoyable. So it would have been like a really good bonding trip experience. Uh-huh. So if we're going on that, I would actually give it a five overall experience. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would actually give it a three. Yeah. And that's because I, I feel like, like you said, each one was doing their own thing and no one really worried about Jim and Pam. And then eventually Pam had to take care of Andy because he tore his scrotum or whatever he did. Right. And then it was like, that the bride should not be taking care of you the day before her wedding. Um, and then, yeah, I just felt like everyone was doing like their own thing, non-related to the wedding or to fun. I mean, yes. Um, what's his name? Dwight and Michael, they did have their fun, but I feel like everyone else was just like, meh. So that's why I give it a three. Yeah. I see that. I also thought, I don't know, because I'm like, I'm not that sentimental, but then there are moments in this show where I get so sentimental, and even you're like, why are you crying? (laughs) Oh, yes. I don't know if it's because I'm so attached, and I saw this when I was, this one scene when I was younger, and this was like before Chris Brown was, uh, oh, yeah. um, I did like the weddings, like the, the wedding sequence so like the literal them walking down the aisle okay oh you did like that yeah i thought it was cute 
Yeah, that was cute, actually. Yeah, that was really cute. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if we watch it now, you're like, this is so cornball. <laughs> Imagine someone actually did that in their wedding. Oh, yeah, not in 2018. It was good for what it was then. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to talk about, personally, I think, like, this is my favorite. And it is Ben and Leslie's wedding. Uh, I need to give like a disclaimer. What's up? I am in love with Ben Wyatt. Oh. I think he is the most adorable out of the entire like office, parks and rec, like the um, superstore universe. Cause they're all and good place. All those shows are the same group of people, same universe. Um, <laughs> Out of that, Ben Wyatt is one of my favorite characters, played by one of my favorite actors, and is, like, honestly the cutest. So that's my disclaimer. So I'm very biased. I love Ben. He is actually really cute. He, he's, like, um, I don't know. He has, like, the charisma. He does. He has charisma. And then the joke in the show is, like, he's so awkward and nerdy, but, like, <laughs> it's so it, it's so cute do you know what I'm saying not even like he's not even all that awkward to me he's just like I think he's, he's just dramatic nerdy. yeah he's nerdy and dramatic I don't think he's that awkward and I think <laughs> that's probably why there's a little bit of narcissism happening here because I'm so dramatic so I see someone as equally as dramatic as I am <laughs> um I'm like oh he's so cute I love it I love it that's that's such a good look <laughs> okay now we know oh wait what are your thoughts about um jim i really like jim um when the office was on air so i was in high school yeah Mm -hmm. i was in high school and jim is like exactly the type that i would be into tall lanky hair (laughs) (laughs) So I I actually did um I did like Jim. Um I so now that I watch it more, I s- sometimes think Jim can be a little mean, especially to Dwight. Um what? Yeah, I think Jim can be a little can be a little bit of a like a little like he can be a little broy. Okay, I, I, I can see that. Although I did like most of the things that he did to Dwight. <laughs> see, like you're conditioned to think that Dwight it, like deserves all this. Oh, no, well, no. Not I do great. No. But I don't know. I feel bad for Dwight. I don't know. I don't think that Dwight deserved these things. It was just funny. Like one of the things that stood out the most to me was when when uh Dwight had that ball to sit on mm-hmm. and then <laughs> that was it just popped in. Yeah, that was funny. There was another one where basically Jim kind of like conducted some experiment on him, kind of like trained Dwight to react every time I think like he rang a bell or something like that. Yes. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Then there was another one where I think Jim had moved his desk or something, something related to like his, his workspace, which I thought was pretty funny. (laughs) Those are just my thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, Jim is, um, I think Jim is a lot more suave than Ben. Mm-hmm. Ben is so nerdy, but I don't know. I just like am so partial to like the nerdiness. Like that is part of the allure for me. Oh, I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think was... if I no, go ahead. Sorry. I think if I had to choose, I would pick Ben. Yeah, right. I felt like he he was a bit more. He made better decisions, and, like, when he set his mind to something, he would go and do it, versus I feel like Jim, especially with his relationship with Pam, I feel like 
he could have done way more. Uh, you see, that's also another thing when I think about it. I was like, okay, yeah, Jim would make me laugh, but who would be more stimulating and would also make me laugh? And I feel like that would be Ben. None of them are saying Jim is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I would say like, I don't know, like there would just be a lot more conversation. Yeah. And a lot more laughter. Totally. Where, like you said, like, I feel like it took a lot of pushing to get Jim to where he was with Pam. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's why I I was like, uh, and he would, he would be like, too much of a jokester like someone who didn't take things seriously like i want someone to make me laugh but also take things seriously especially like if i know this was one point to go back to our conversation about the gym i apparently did not take the gym you losing the gym seriously and i feel like because karen's reaction was like dom why aren't you crying with me and i was like (laughs) well it's not my gym (laughs) But I think, like, in her partner, if it was up to Jim or Ben, Ben would actually, like, lose his mind, too. Yes. You. That's the type of man you need. Yeah, that's the solidarity you want. That's because <laughs> that's what Karen needs. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jim would just, like, make a big joke out of it. And I would be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be pissed, too. Alongside <laughs> with you. I wouldn't cry initially. Yeah. But yeah. So time to cover my favorite wedding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no hiding the bias at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Mm-hmm. And let's start off with that dress. Oh my God. Do you remember the dress? Leslie's dress is beautiful. Right? And it was so creative. And when I heard how she was going to make it in my mind, I was like, ew, no, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I said those words. I was like, ew. <laughs> it came out perfect. I think it, it, obviously, it captured all of Leslie's accomplishments, but also her personality. So in terms of a dress from a one through five, I would give it a five. I would give it a four. Oh, <gasps> why? Only because I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a really nice dress. I just think... I think it's great for her. Okay. So that's why I give it a four. But if you're asking me my opinion overall, like that's not something that I like as my, as my personal taste. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, I think yes, for her, that was a perfect dress. I wouldn't wear one like that, Mm -hmm. but I do like the touches of black that the dress had. I love that. Yeah. So that is why I might, you know, if I ever get married or whatever, (laughs) that would be the type of dress that I would potentially wear. Something with like a touch of color. That is so you. And Mm -hmm. shorter too. Yes. On a gown. Exactly. So that's why this dress just like, if I could give it a 10, I would. And then in terms of the venue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Well, if I could give it a 10, I would. Um, it gets a full five from me. Oh. It very much replicates or it resembles my venue. And I'm saying my venue as if I'm like, you know, newlywed. I'm sitting around talking about this <laughs> podcast. Like, you know, I'm married or anything. But that's like your wedding was last week. Exactly. That's how much I know what my wedding will look like. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a very good frame of reference and it, it's outdoors. Okay. And the tent was beautiful. Yes. It, was a, it was a gala basically. Mm-hmm. And not to sound bougie. But I'm going to be bougie. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much want a gala, too. Here's the princess. Yeah. Now, here we are. I've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> but if you remember, so she did walk down the aisle mm-hmm. in that tent. Uh, and actually, Ron was the one that walked her down the aisle. 
Mm-hmm. But then the actual ceremony, it didn't happen until they got to the office. Right. So I guess like she had two venues. <laughs> Which is also what I want. <laughs> what, yeah. And it's also pretty cool. It's also pretty cool because obviously in one, there was like all these people surrounding her and everything. But then when it came time to like the actual ceremony, it was very private and you know her closest friends were there which I thought that was like really cute I did too um I what I really liked is that everyone pulled together Ah, like such a great day and that kind of like is the foil for what you were saying earlier with the office like everyone was doing their own thing and even Pam had to like work on extraneous things that had nothing to do with the wedding exactly whereas like everyone like we're like Leslie we're gonna make this a perfect day for you we're gonna call out all of our contacts we're gonna drop everything and we're gonna see how we can make this the day yes and I that's that's why I love that too Mm -hmm. and I also give it a five I don't think I've said this but I gave it a five Oh, the um, venue wedding. Yes. Yeah. I love yep. it. I love, love, love it. Like, I was like, oh, the tent, like, that's what I want. I want a tent with drapes. I want, you know, place settings. It was so romantic. The red roses. It was yes. just awesome. Yes. So I really love the red rose, roses touch. And I already know like the color scheme from mine. And I think I'm, it's a toss up between the red roses or I do want this for the longest time up until like pretty recently, I wanted like white, gold and green. Ah, uh, yes. This green is my favorite color. So it would be like a, um, like a sweet pea green that kind of color palette so think like olive but mm-hmm. a little bit of pastel that's how I can describe it audibly because <laughs> we're not <laughs> on a video um, medium where I can just pull it up uh and white and then gold accents but I'm thinking like the red is a nice pop and the red is a nice pop especially with her dress so it's like red it black and white lovely hmm it's dramatic, but just the, like, just so. The perfect touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of the food, I remember that all they had was, like, chicken fingers and French fries. <laughs> and I'm assuming burgers because remember that this gala was put together in order to raise money for the park? Yes. And so what's his name tom was actually trying to get all this fancy food but no no one wanted to donate so then he went around to like local fast food restaurants and said that you know if they didn't donate that lot was going to be sold to punch burger which was obviously going to take all the customers Mm -hmm. and so immediately everyone decided to donate food Mm -hmm. so that's all they got brilliant it is right (laughs) brilliant like market manipulation on tom's part (laughs) i know when when he said that in the show i was like oh that's actually a pretty good idea (laughs) yes oh so that's kind of i mean you know how we feel about french fries if we love french fries i mean if we could eat french fries on a regular basis we would right yeah i mean i would probably center french fries around the menu so it would probably be french fries and cake which incidentally is like my period go-to food oh yeah so i don't know if my period happens to fall on my wedding day which i would be miserable i'm gonna have two wedding cakes one so (laughs) and then one for the rest of y'all to eat (laughs) and then just a vat of fries (laughs) All right, guys, you already know what to expect from Dom's wedding. Yeah, so it'll be either like really ritzy gala. Actually, it's going to be ritzy gala, but here's like kind of the menu like I was thinking of because I wanted to have like all my favorite foods. 
and I wanted it to be a fusion. I know Karen's going to be like, oh, it's so sentimental, whatever. <laughs> but I do want it to be a fusion of like Mexican and Haitian food. Oh. Those are two of my favorite foods in the entire world. So you already know we're going to be having tacos. That, that's what I was going to say. I like wanted to make like a little taco bar oh. um, during like the happy hour. That is amazing. Yeah. So I want tacos to, and margaritas. Yeah. So I, that's what I wanted to do like right after, you know, we say everything. And I wanted to do a taco bar with a little bit more plant-based options. <laughs> okay. Okay. So like mixed vegetables and no nopales. Yes. Just discovered so good. <laughs> and then um then so that and then Mexican street food um as well. And then the main dishes would be like rice and puitai, which is Haitian, which is actually Haitian street food. Um Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Wow, that's a nice menu. Yeah, but also the contingent menu if, you know, I'm I'm hosting the Red Devil on the day is french fries. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Toss up there too. (laughs) So then I'm assuming that for, I mean, Ben and Leslie's wedding, you Mm -hmm. give it a five for the food? The junk food, yes, absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, actually, me too. I give it a five because who doesn't love burgers and fries? And I mean, that's you all, that. all the way. That's like you would host an after party after your reception. So Yeah. <laughs> you would have the reception, which is like kind of like the pre-party, even though it is a party. <laughs> and then you'd have an after party. And I do imagine your after party having food trucks. <gasps> yes. Yeah. That is so cool. And I imagine the food trucks to be like Shake Shack or Five Guys. Of course. Shake Shack. Oh. And then I think I would have the fries from Five Guys and then the burgers from Shake Shack. The Five Guys fries are so good. Right? Yeah. And then I really love how juicy the Shake Shack burgers are. Yeah. And they have also like... Uh, vegetarian options. Yeah, I mean that their mushroom burger is really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So, what would your overall experience be for this wedding? Oh, ten minus <laughs> five. Okay, five. I would also say five simply because all those little details that that were you know taken into consideration, like you said, the red roses really went well with Leslie's dress. Also, the fact that Ron made the rings. Do you remember? I do remember that he like he got it from um, the sconces. Uh, on in Anne's house. In Anne's house. Yep. And then just like I don't, he's like a magician, that man. Yep. He he explained like towards the epi- the, the the last part of that episode, he explains how he did it, and he's like, anyone can do it. <laughs> Even though I think not a lot of people could do it. But yeah, I really like all those little details. The fact that you, like you said, everyone got together in order to make this special day for Ben and Leslie. And yeah, I just loved everything about it. Same here. I really did. Um, And I also, because people know me as like an office super fan too. So I don't want it to seem like, I don't like the office overall. I actually just, um, I said earlier, I was like, oh, you guys are really going to see my real feelings about this um, episode. And it's two episodes too. It's like, yes, or two. I didn't like it. This is one of the very few episodes I did not like from the (laughs) office. And I, I know this gets criticized a lot. Jim and Pam's relationship, whatever. I'm 100% team Jim and Pam. I'm not team either of them separately because I think they're pretty boring people separately. Oh, yes. But I was rooting for them to become a couple since day one. Yes. So when the wedding happened, I was like, this is highly anticlimactic. I don't like this. 
Um, so I just want to put that out there. I love The Office, and I will go to the bat for Team Jim and Pam. But this is one episode, one of the very few episodes I did not like. I actually skip it in my um. Uh, oh my god! What? <laughs> yeah, I know that's a shock for you. Yes. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, I just felt like the fact that we waited so long for them to get together. Mm-hmm. And then the wedding was just like, eh, it's a wedding. Yeah. Basically. So that's why I was just like, okay. But I, I guess like, it's Jim and Pam. Right. Exactly. When we really get down <laughs> to it and we like, it is like, this is the wedding that they would obviously yeah. dream of. Exactly. Where I feel as like um, Ben and Leslie, you, we knew eventually that they were going to get together. And obviously because they are so career focused, not that they would pay more attention to that, but they kind of didn't want to hold each other back in that aspect. And so when it happened, it was just like, yay, it's happening. Like everyone was cheering for them. Mm-hmm. Versus with Jim and Pam, it was like, oh, finally it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> right you nailed it that's exactly the point <laughs> so I guess probably whoever does really good at math can probably already figure it out but I'll tell you the scores anyway Dom oh you did the math <laughs> I did the math actually I was jotting it down oh you're so smart that's why you're executive <laughs> producer <laughs> so Dom your overall grade for Jim and Pam's wedding is a twelve. Wow. Mine is a nine. <laughs> you even make double digits. <laughs> and then with Ben and Leslie, you gave your overall score is a 19. Oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I gave them a 20 because basically I gave them a five and everything. Wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this is a no brainer we know which wedding is the best. Right. <laughs> we still think the producers did a very good job on both shows. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, yeah totally, whatever. But let me keep bashing this wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They made me wait so long for it. They right. should have given me a wow factor. That is very true. <laughs> let us know your thoughts. Like, which wedding do you prefer? Jim and Pam or Ben and Leslie? Because obviously there's different opinions out there and we respect them all. So let us know your thoughts. Listen to them all. I don't know if we respect respect them all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You heard it from Dom. (laughs) So moving on to our next segment and it's our highlights. Highlights. Yay! I actually have one that I wanted to highlight. Amazing. And it's the New York Public Library. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. I don't know about this. So I uh, follow them. Well, the podcast follows them, right? Marshall Parkway, New York Public Library, which is actually fairly close to where I live. Mm-hmm. And I visited this library so many times while I was in elementary school, middle school, and even recently, like, I would go visit the library whenever I just needed to get away from my TV in order to get things done. Mm-hmm. So they posted earlier that they offer basically, like, a computer lab at time. And so if you have any questions about, like, I don't know, how to prepare maybe, like, a resume or any computer-related question you have, they have a lab thread where they can help you with it. So they have it every Wednesday at 1.30 in English and every Tuesday at 1.30 in Spanish. That's amazing. Right? Which I think it's great, especially for, like, you know, older people who didn't grow up with computers. Because basically for us, this technology is, like, first nature we like babies now automatically know how to operate a smartphone but for everyone else out there that doesn't I I feel like this is a perfect way to learn and kind of like get over that fear because I I notice it sometimes with my parents that whenever they're on the computer 
they're just afraid that if they press like any little key or, or, or button or anything, yeah. something is going to happen and they're just not going to know how to solve the issue. Yep. So I feel like this is great for everyone out there that is looking to like, you know, get a little bit more knowledge in terms of computers. That's awesome. Yeah. So check it out, guys. Make sure you follow like your, you know, closest public library, because I know that with like all this technology going on, you know, Kindles and Amazon, all that, I don't know. I don't want to be like negative, but who knows how long libraries will be around for. Don't even say that. Because there's a whole conversation on Twitter about this nonsense. And I'm like, honestly, now, not to get on too much of a political rant, um, nowadays I feel like if the concept of libraries were introduced in today's society, that wouldn't even happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm, keep going, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm just like, I'm happy that it is an establishment and it's one of the establishments that should be um, surviving and thriving. Yes. And I feel like especially for, you know, elderly people, they like to go there, maybe read the newspaper or read a book. Like the times that I've been to the library, like a lot of people go there, read their newspaper and maybe see like their fellow neighbors and everything. So it's a really nice place to just gather, have some quiet time get your things done Mm -hmm. it's also economically for people who are probably a lower um in a lower economic um socio socio status um they who can't like buy every book exactly you can go to the library take out two three books at a time Mm -hmm. and then develop knowledge that way because i know I mean, I'm a working professional, and even for me, I love. I'm a I'm a reader too. I'm a bookworm, and I don't know if I mentioned this um, on the show, but like one of the ways I was able to learn English was through reading. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a bookworm, and I have a really bad habit. I mean, this is also a bad habit I have with Sephora. I will <laughs> like find a. I will like be on Amazon and fill that chart like that card up with like 17 books not used either because I'm a princess normally oh my god (laughs) so I buy like from the distributor um (laughs) and I'm like no 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 get a library card (laughs) and it's very wonderful for me I've read um I got a library card uh two months ago and I've read seven books oh nice I've actually had my library card for, like, a long time. I think, like, ever yeah. since I was in middle school. Yeah, I don't want to say, like, I just discovered the library. I had a library cards since I was pretty much, like, 10. Yeah. This is, like, the like, I got it not even renewed because I lost, lost oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah, I got a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to clarify, like, I just discovered the library. Like, you know, I'm not that much of a princess. <laughs> That's what the common people are doing. (laughs) So, yeah, support your local library, guys. Anyone you want to highlight, Dom? I actually do not have. Actually, no. No, no, no. Take that back. I do want to highlight someone. I have so this is pretty new on my radar even though this happened or this has been a story for a day or so now and I still don't really know her name but I do want to highlight this wonderful young Swedish student who Mm -hmm. refused to let the air um she was in a she was in a plane and she refused to let the plane leave the airport because it like I don't know how she put the pieces together, but she was like found out that a passenger um, on the plane was going to be deported back to Afghanistan. And she was like, he won't get deported if I stand up and I don't stay in my seat. So she just stood up and delayed the plane until they were forced to take her and him off. Oh, 
shoot. And um, I don't believe he has gone. They like put him on the next plane back. I think it's he's still for the time being in Sweden. Wow. And I thought that was remarkably courageous. Yes. Um, And when I talk about um, putting privilege to power, Mm -hmm. and it could mean like me as an American citizen um, helping out undocumented, um, uh, undocumented people, but really I'm saying putting white privilege to power and that yep. is such a wonderful way for someone to use their freaking whiteness. And I remember <laughs> listening to another podcast. I, I'm not sure. Um, it's probably, it was probably in the intercept is that the intercept and um, the Michael Brooks show or like the only podcast I listened to really. Um, but I remember someone saying that like, you know, in these times, if you are a white person, especially here in the United States, it's time to start doing illegal things. Oh. So, like, if you know of undocumented people, you are in your, like, an organization, like a church or your community organization, mm-hmm. you're housing them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, it's not enough to, like, tweet at Donald Trump and be like, you're, what you're doing is despicable. Like, that's not enough. It's, you're in a very coveted position of power. Right. Put yourself on the line as well as other um, uh, people of color activists. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, And that's also what happened um, during slavery times. Abolitionists would always hide slaves who ran away during... uh, Oh, um, right. In the Underground Railroad. So this is not a new concept. This is not like, oh my God, I'm breaking the law. Like, no. You're doing you're doing something that is morally right. The law does not equal equate morality. Yes, I've seen that a lot. So um, I really want to shout out that that woman. Um, she's viral, so you can you just go on Twitter and just be like Swedish student. Honestly, I don't. I feel terrible. I don't know her name. I don't think um, her names have been her name has been confirmed yet, or finding her identity. Um, but uh, I really want to highlight that story. Dom, I feel like this is your favorite segment. <laughs> I don't think my favorite. It, I just have a lot of. I have a lot of people I can. Yeah, I can send to hell. <laughs> any any anyone special for this week? <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is a story, and I'm not even sure if it's because, like, there are other factors, like, maybe I'm PMSing, or, like, we're still in retrograde, or, like, there's a full moon coming. I've just been pretty sensitive as of late. And this story broke, this news really broke. Um, we rec- we're recording right now on Wednesday, so this broke on Monday two days ago, and it is the young woman, Nia who was murdered senselessly in Oakland. And we are sending not only her killer and the attacker of like her sister, her sister's like was harmed in this. Um, The bullshit response from the police. Like they took too long to find him. Also, um, because the story resonated with so many people and it made me cry. It really did make, I was very sensitive. It made me cry. It also made me withdraw. I like my anxiety reading things like violence like that mm-hmm. as a black woman, um, that just like it hurt. Um, and I took that very personally and I'm I normally don't take news that personally, despite the fact that I know so much <laughs> yeah that's why I was like I don't know maybe I am PMS I don't know um but either way I did take that really personally um and a lot of people apparently did as well um because there was protests following the news of her um murder and these freaking alt-right white identitarian nationalist western chauvinist whatever they want to call themselves (laughs) these racist 
pieces of nonsense show up to counter protests and they got the ass beat beautiful but guess who was protecting them the police thank you nonsense nonsense all that whole crew that whole lot can go yeah and especially the police it took them a day to find to catch the suspect yeah it's just incredible how, like, oh, it takes them a day to find this white man, but what if the, the it has been a black man? Exactly. So, yeah, precisely. So, um, this whole situation is awful. I really want um, our listeners, especially who are black and have been seeing so much news, like a lot of things have been heaped on, on us about just, like, a lot of people calling the police. People are dying. Um, it's just been a spike during the summer seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, take care of yourselves. Like, even I got caught up and really, like, felt overwhelmed and um, downtrodden by the news. So I do also, like, as a little um, aside of hope, um, take care of yourselves yeah (laughs) and be careful out there and so i want to say that specifically to our um our black listeners um because it's like yes culturally these things are awful but like when you see that like it's a literal reflection of yourself being targeted in such a malicious way and honestly, some it's not even sometimes, like all the times, it's literally just because of the way you look and the, the conceptions. That's hard. That's really hard on your psyche. It is. Um, for our brown and probably undocumented listeners, I know it's so hard. So, so hard hearing about, especially hearing about like people who are DACA residents or even having their um, their uh, legitimacy questioned, mm-hmm. that I couldn't even imagine because I am an American citizen. But I also want to extend like the take care of yourselves as well because even that is awful. Seeing that and then also knowing how precarious your own status is. Yeah, because you're like you're already going through that mental turmoil, and then like you see it on twenty different like sites and retweeted. And yeah, you're just like bombarded with that information. Yeah, so it's okay to take a break from social media at times because you just have all this news coming at you, girl. I know. Yeah. I finally understood what it was like to be Karen. <laughs> they detoxed. Yeah. And that's why when I found out about uh, Nia, mm-hmm. I didn't ask you about it just because I kind of felt like I should let you bring this up on your own. That is such beautiful emotional intelligence. Oh, and I, I didn't, and I didn't want to like say like, Oh, what are your thoughts about this? Or how do you feel? Like, Cause I feel like sometimes when I'm going through certain situations like that, it's just like, I, I just want to be left alone to process yeah. everything. Yeah. And I kind of haven't done that. Um, with, uh, I think we really only talked about family separation. Yeah. I think we brought it up at the same time, but like individual, um, incidences, I don't bring it up because of the same reason as you. Like, I feel like, um, you see it and it's so personal. Oh, thank you. We, we kind of had like this understanding without even really talking about it. I, I guess like we're kind of made to be hosts and best friends. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so I would say, obviously, um, if you are keeping up with the news, um, and you have empathy, um, Yes, but also if you don't find yourself wanting to share this kind of news as well, like, and you don't want to retweet, like, that grandfather that was assaulted. And oh, yeah. And go back to Mexico, which was incredibly heartbreaking. Oh, my God. Don't do it. And yeah. don't feel obliged to do it. Don't, don't get into this whole, like, social media, like, I need to, like, express my outrage at every single thing 
that's injustice in the world because this world is in, like is unfair so you will just be in a perpetual constant state of rage and like at a point like you're gonna you're gonna flame the fuck out yeah and then i also feel like for example us with the podcast yes we do cover these topics but that's not like uh I wouldn't say that we're like this news outlet. Mm-hmm. So we are aware of what's going on, but also for our own health, we do, we process it in different ways. Like I hadn't even brought up certain topics with Dom, like we just discussed because I knew like certain topics, you know, are more sensitive. Mm-hmm. But even though we don't post about it on the podcast social media outlets, that doesn't mean that we don't care about these topics. Exactly. Uh, so I feel like a lot of people, I, I think I've heard this in another podcast and I can't remember what it, where it was. But yeah, just because of the fact that we're not posting about it does, that, does not mean that we don't care. No, we're, we are aware of what's going on. But everyone handles this in different ways. And you have to do whatever is best for you. Yeah. And Karen, the queen of self-care, will let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you really do want to reach out. Um, that's another thing. Like, you can reach out to us. I'm, I'm very active on social media. And if you do find that it is personally, like, hitting you and you just want an outlet, we're here. Yeah. We're part of the community. Yes. So, yeah. And Karen will let you know. Bubble bath. Here's um, the candles that I use. Here's the face masks. Here's my running regimen. When I do think about running, but definitely go to this, like go to a sauna instead. <laughs> Here's some yoga poses. Yes, yoga poses for sure. Yeah. And with that, I think we're done. Yes, we are. Very like. It's not um, rose-colored, like, everything will be fine in the end kind of um, message, but very hopeful nonetheless. hmm Yeah. Because we don't want to be naive. We know the world we live in. Yeah. Especially nowadays, yeah. Exactly. Well, I really like how you ended the podcast, Dom. I have nothing else to add. <laughs> <laughs> So that is it for this episode, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter and email us at fromthebronxwithlove at gmail.com. And that is it. I said bye too early, so I'll say adios. Adios. This podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media.